From the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. So all these stories you're hearing are complete lies. Well, now, because what, was what happened over the last 48 hours? So, nothing, and it never happened before. Because it was written on social media, and it started with the Bro Bible Sliced Bread deal. Right. So everybody believed it. Nick, all the people obviously believed it. I went and checked with our compliance people, because we have nothing to do with it. One guy. Of the 11? Yes. Of the early enrollees. Of the early enrollees. Gotcha. So that said, what is all this dust up about then? Great point. I've just got to ask you, were you shocked that this came up? Because you just told me you only had one. I said that about about a while ago. That's why I made the original one back in February, when they said we had $35 million in the thing. That's, that's, that's all false. It's all, it's all, it was written on social media, so everybody believes it. And you got news channels believing it. Hey, big people believing it. And you believed it. Well, and Nick Saban believed it, obviously. Well, he's not news. You're news. You're media. Do you guys not research? But I, I, I'm asking you, did you, re- did you do your research? Uh, you just no, did. no. See, you can't answer. So you just assumed. And that's the way this world goes now. As soon as it's written on social media and someone says it, you believe it. So where does that put you as guys as reporters? Where does that put coaches like Nick Saban, who know better, that, if, if that's the case? I, 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 where does that put reporters at? So you're defending Nick Saban? No, I'm just crazy. I'm asking you guys to okay. put it out in the media. I'm at, I, I, just hold on. I ain't getting into this. Oh, no, no, no. I, I understand. But I just want to, is this change? It, it, it's because social media and media put it out. I got it. Mm-hmm. Man. He's dug in like an Alabama tick right now, isn't he? Jimbo that's, Fisher that's, is. That's only half of it, man. Uh, I've got another 45 seconds of it. He's coming after that guy. I, 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 well, I, 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 you're the reporter, right? You not have any facts here? You just not, not look. He's, he's, he is dug <laughs> in, man. It's great. Well, it, it, here's the thing. It, there's only a handful of people that actually have the facts. Jimbo is right. As far as I know, there's been no announcement or paper trail produced that shows that they paid for all of those recruits with NIL deals. But, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And you've got to explain how with not winning – any game, I guess they beat Alabama, but not winning the SEC, not winning the division, not really accomplishing much that they've been able to turn out this recruiting class. Eight I mean, wins should not equal eight five stars in a class. That's just not right. That's not normal, man. But he is right. I've heard a lot of speculation. It's been, I think it's just so so widely claimed that it's just been taken as fact. Um, I, I have, I've seen nothing that substantiates it, but I'll say this, man, if he keeps, if he keeps barking like that at reporters, they'll start digging and, you know, (laughs) who knows what you're going to find, but I'll commend him If, if he's actually telling the truth and there's been no shenanigans, I'd probably be acting the same way. Yeah. Well, I may be in the minority on this one, but I thought that. I had a pretty good idea of what was going on at A&M before this entire spat on Thursday. But Mm -hmm. after Jimbo Fisher and his tone and how he said everything, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm more sure that something's been going on at A&M <laughs> now than I was before everything happened on Thursday when he's just been trying to defend himself. Well, he, uh, hey, he's, uh, he's digging in, and he's not shying away from the controversy or the comments, and he's taking them all head on. He better hope the evidence is on his side because I'm telling you what, um, whenever – this is how it is. What's the old saying, Tyler? Don't pick a fight with someone who buys ink by the barrel. We just picked a fight with all of the media out there and they're going to start digging to try and prove him wrong. Yeah, well, here's, that's what they're going to do. Here's more of that fights with uh, what station was that? KSAT in San Antonio. What a pointless 55 seconds. Uh, why'd he say it? I don't know why he said it. Why do you think he said it? I got no idea why he said it. I, that was just, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do if, love if the, uh, just let me handle it when he's yelling at right. the SID or whoever that was. That was great. Right. I, I If you're going to engage in that type of back and forth and he's going to start trying to trample you down like you don't have any questions, that's when you start asking him the – like the real ones, just throw it out there. Why are people saying you paid athletes? Why are they saying that there's $35 million in a collective and it was allocated to some of these five-star kids before they signed a letter of intent? Why is everyone reporting that if you're saying it's not true? You know what I'm saying? Like, fire back at the guy. Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, man, this has put A&M in a real interesting situation. Oregon's doing it, Texas is doing it, Miami's doing it, Nebraska's doing it. There's a lot of schools out there that are very aggressive with this. But no, everyone, every time people think NIL, they're going to think of A&M now, man, especially with this coming out. And if A&M, they don't improve on 8-4 and four every single year, and they have a 7-5 and five season, they follow that up with another 8-win season, some negative recruiting is going to start hitting them pretty hard, you know, and, and them oh, specifically yeah. over anyone else. Well, and you know, we, we talked about this last week whenever it happened. Uh, Saban walked it back a bit Thursday afternoon, but the fact remains, he very clearly put the crosshairs on Texas A&M and, and basically made the whole world, you know, when they think NIL, they think Texas A&M and – they're coming to Tuscaloosa this year after beating Alabama last year, and he's going to make an example of them. This is the NIL team. Watch this. You know? <laughs> the NIL team. Do you think they'll put that on the scoreboard at Bryant-Diddy Stadium, the NIL team? 
Right. This is, I mean, this is the same place that played uh, take the money and run when Cam Newton ran out on the field in 2010. So, <laughs> would not put it nice. past him. Um, That's nice. Yeah. No, it is. And, and there is a uh, there's a list today on 24-7 Sports, the 100 best college football games of 2022. And A&M and Alabama is number one. Texas and Alabama is number two. I guarantee you, man, if this list was done a week ago, there is no way that A&M and Alabama is ranked number one on this list. And I might even be willing to bet that Bama and Texas may not be number two on here. Well, it shouldn't be number one on the list. And frankly, Alabama-Texas shouldn't be number two. Um, the, the, neither of those games should probably be in the top ten. But... It's all about what draws your interest, isn't it? Yes, I mean, it is. what people want to tune in to watch. And right now, somehow, Nick Saban has uh, the whole country wanting Alabama to beat Texas A&M uh, like the OU softball team did this weekend. Um, just, <laughs> it's wild how, <laughs> I think it's reluctant, but somehow everyone is backing Safe, and I'm sure there's people out there that are not. You know, just the vocal group out there seems to be backing Saban because they don't believe Jimbo's all shucks. Um, you know, spiel about how everything was done within Texas state law. Now, single Texas state law is broken. So, yeah, which fascinating. I, I wonder if this is the one year where OU and Texas fans are like, yeah, I'm actually cool with a. Uh, it being an 11 a.m. kick this year for OU Texas, just so everyone can sit around sit and watch a and get destroyed at 2.30 uh, that same weekend. Yeah. Just uh, if, if it's the same, if it happens to be a 2.30 kick, just simulcast it. Don't even show any replays on the Jumbotron. Just play uh, Alabama a and so down. Be the loudest, uh, the loudest uh, applause or the loudest cheers would be from what's going on in the simulcast, maybe not even on the field. Right. Well – Pretty wild, though, isn't it? You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the saga has just begun here. I hope so. Because, and, and I think Saban, you know, accomplished his feat, and I, I feel like he's going to step away now and let the football team do the talking. But Jimbo Fisher, because of how outspoken and, you know, where he took it, and he's continued to take it, and then he's attacked the media. Well, everyone wants that story now to prove that the NIL was offered up before they signed, right? That's the story. If you can, if you can prove that and prove that Jimbo knew it and the collective was, was doing inducements, then that's the big story. So everyone wants that story now. He's created that. Yeah. Before it was just like, well, this is college football. This is so what we have in this day and age. But now, everyone want those reporters are going to want to prove that shenanigans took place. Wow. I wonder if uh, Saban's rants may have started the beginning of the end for Jimbo Fisher at uh, A and M. Now that buyout money is what it's uh, it's it's pretty large. So it would have to you know end in like two or three years or something like that. But I could see this being something where. Jimbo really just gets killed publicly, and it really starts to go downhill for their program. 
this could potentially be the beginning of of uh, of, of something bad for he and, and Texas A and M potentially. It's the beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. Is that what you're telling me? You like it? Yes. Um, I I don't know. Perhaps I think for that to take place, it's there's going to have to be someone prove something. But I don't know if that's going to be if that can happen. I don't know what's there. You know, I'm, I think I'm I'm like the rest of everyone else. It started getting thrown around out there around around signing day about how much money was being thrown out these guys through their collective, and everyone just kind of took it and ran with it. So I don't know anything other than what I've heard everyone say. Is is there are the recruiting guys that are in the know? Do they? How how strongly do they feel about it? Very. At least the ones around yeah. here. I, I mean, maybe the recruiting guys uh, that cover A&M or that cover the state of Texas have a different thought, but the ones here, yeah, pretty pretty strong well, indicator. It's it's hard to ask anyone that covers A&M. That's a political game, right? If you come out and you're a recruiting guy that covers A&M and you're talking about, yeah, they, they paid these five stars, well – Kind of hard to get that inside information after that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey, um, I appreciate the effort of 24-7 sports trying to rank the 100 best huh. college games of this year. I just feel like the top four on the list are going to be complete blowouts. A&M, Alabama, blowout. Alabama at Texas, blowout. USC at Utah is number three. It may be only a 14-point win, Teddy, by the Utes, but it may be the biggest blowout 14-point win that we've ever seen in our life. And then uh, Michigan at Ohio State is at number four. I got a feeling the Buckeyes are going to have something for Michigan this year in uh, Columbus. Yeah, I don't know. I It's hard to say. I feel like for the first time um, – there may I may see some cracks in the facade at Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. Offensively, they're going to be really, really, really good. So it may not matter. I'm just curious. Can they get back to the level of defensive play that they've had, my goodness, for a long, long time? Ohio State has put out tremendous defensive players for as long as I can remember. And... That side of the ball has taken a massive dip under under Ryan Day as head coach. That's yeah. something to watch. By the way, number five on this list is uh, is OU Texas in Dallas. Um, I will not predict that one to be a blowout just because, well, haven't we all learned our lesson by now about that game? It's going to be incredibly tight. It's going to come down to probably the final possession in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Hey, I don't know how that game's going to turn out. But what I know is that there's no way, basing off of what you've seen previously and what the two teams typically put on the field over the past decade, that you can make Texas the favorite in that football game. Well, someone else has. You just can't do it. Someone else has. I know. I don't get it. I know it. I don't know. It's wild. Just like right after you left on Thursday – uh, and I think it was right whenever he put it out, but Seth Mandel put out his top 25, had OU out of the top 25, number 26. Yeah, I, I, read, I, guess, I, I read that to you earlier in the day. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw that on Thursday. Yeah, they're number 26. I, yeah, I thought, we, I thought we covered someone else's. 
You prop? That no, no. We talked about Mandel. Uh, like very briefly, saying uh, he's got OU at number twenty six, and we put him on the new read list and all that. But the uh, yeah. the yeah, you can't have Texas as a favorite. The 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 troubling thing is the Nebraska in the Texas game this year. That's like Custer's last stand for for both of those staffs. I feel like Nebraska is going to have a good year, and if this staff is going to turn it around, it almost feels like they have to beat OU to do that. And if Texas is going to turn it around with Sark, and if they're going to have a good year, then it almost feels like they have to beat OU to do that. So everything's going to be thrown out in the first two of your opponents are going to throw everything out at you in the first, what, six weeks of the season. Better be ready. That's right. Better be ready. It's going to be a wild football season i think coming up and we've got plenty more to talk about as well with uh pete thamel dropping a little uh like nugget out there today that was interesting and we'll have to uh chat it up about that first let's hit a quick opening timeout i'm hanging out at fsbo homes today i'm up in edmond uh really really great product that they put together here they're going to help you sell your home they're going to uh, market it for you. They're going to photograph it. They're going to put it all out there online, help you sell it. They've got lawyers to help you contract-wise on the back end. They're going to present your home uh, the best way possible. They're going to get you a really good appraisal to make sure you set the value exactly where it needs to be. And they're going to help you along the process. Uh, really easy. They lay it out step-by-step. And we'll learn more about the process as we roll on today from FSBO Homes. Stay tuned. More from The Rush coming up. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Keep it coming on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Text line is lit up right now. Let's get to it. First, this one says, all of this NIL stuff prior to signing with Texas A&M will come out as soon as some kids get mad and hit the portal. I got to think that there's going to be some portal fallout with the uh, situation they had with this previous class, especially with the amount of D linemen they got. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I I don't know what's going to happen. Perhaps it's going to be hard to keep everyone happy. It's going to be hard to give everyone playing time. Um, there's going to be guys in that group that um, that aren't going to be as good as maybe they were projected to be, and they're not going to own up to that. They're going to feel like they've been wronged, and they're going to want to go somewhere else, and in that, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll talk. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's not I, – I, I do feel very confident that we have not seen the end of this thing yet, though. Yeah. I'm more interested in not necessarily the players leaving or, or getting angry. I'm interested to see what the media comes up with because basically Jimbo Fisher just laid down the gauntlet uh, to the media – uh, now they're going to try and find something to justify it. You know what I also feel really good about? I could definitely be proven wrong about this, but 
I have many reasons why I think this. I just don't think that A&M is, with using this, on the verge of getting over the hump and winning the SEC or winning a championship. Um, quarterback right. play, just kind of that program's DNA, how they're going about constructing a roster. Like I'm with you. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I feel pretty good whatever happens in the future is not going to result in a national championship or an SEC title. feel very strong right. about that. Well, yeah, I don't – I mean, they're, they're probably going to be a, a solid football team, but I, I, they just, they're not going to have the quarterback to be able to, to win the conference and, and to beat the Alabamas, the Georgias, um, maybe even teams like Arkansas. I feel like they're going to have a really hard time with, and I don't know what their non-conference looks like. Miami at home this uh, year but, is their tough non-con game. Yeah, they're you know they're offensively quarterback wise they're going to be really limited, really limited. You guys are so, right. Going to be full on media. LOL. Bet you a beer. The Austin American Statesman is starting to dig into A and M, and they uh, typed A and M with the intentional money sign for the S. So, big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think that's probably a very safe assumption. Wasn't Jimbo the first former assistant to beat Nick Saban? Looks like Nick holds a grudge. I wonder if that has anything to do with it, because uh, Jimbo called a shot last offseason. Give him credit for that. Um, he said that he was going to beat Alabama, and then they did. I'm, I'm sure Nick hasn't forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, I don't think he, he probably has. I, I doubt that Nick Saban has a tally of all of his former assistants that are head coaches everywhere and gets especially upset whenever one of those guys beats him. I doubt that's the case. I think it's no matter who it is that beats Alabama, Saban holds a grudge. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a little animosity there. But it seemed like they were really close until this ordeal. Yeah. Lie, lie, lie until you can't lie no more than deny it all. This one says that A&M, where there's smoke, there's mirrors. This one says Jimbo was doing his best, Hugh Freeze. If you have any information regarding violations, send them to compliance at texasandm.edu. Yeah, great point. And yeah. I, I think one of us pointed that out last week was this is exactly what Hugh Freeze did. Like, come out, come out. You got anything? Here's the email address. And, of course, they were they did as many egregious illegal things in recruiting as anyone else we've seen in the past decade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. I, I'm – I'm all for it, and frankly, I'm I don't I don't I'm not wishing for Jimbo Fisher's demise. But I I've got I, I got no problem with Jimbo Fisher. He's a he's a football coach. I mean that's it. But I'm kind of rooting for the demise of the current NIL structure. Yeah, don't you, you think I, we all are? Of course. Yeah. So, I think it would go a long way to uh, crushing the current NIL structure if somebody found out that A&M did something uh, not within the NCAA's guidelines. 
Yeah, I, I, I think the programs that are heavily using it, especially A&M, are going to be put under a microscope for the next two to three years. And if they perform poorly, then, buddy, that's going to be one big negative recruiting pitch. Maybe um, after yeah. yesterday, A&M's softball team will go heavy on NIL so they won't get beat Woo. 20 to nothing and trail 9 nothing after the first inning. That was a show. Brutal. That was a brutal, brutal beatdown. Um you know, the way they kind of mowed through this regional, I feel like the the Big 12 tourney championship game against State lit a, lit a fire. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think even um, Saturday, you know, got got a little bit of a fire going just because they left too many runners on base. They only won the game 3-2, to two, and they came out in the very first inning, top of the first inning, and put up nine runs. But I don't. I think you got to feel extremely, extremely well about what happened this weekend. Without Jordy Ball, you got some pitchers, some some additional innings, some in some tight spots. You got pushed once, but you also dominated in a couple games. And hey, Florida State's gone, man. Missouri is gone. Alabama is is gone. There's a lot of top seeds that got knocked out yeah. this weekend. And the fact that you looked as impressive as you did without your ace, to me, that was best case scenario coming out of this weekend. Okay. Uh, at a risk of sounding like a total moron, I'm going to. I know, I'm going to ask you a question. All right, and with with FSU, Alabama out, am I? I've got the feeling that the um, like the overall tournament. Like the level is going to be down this year compared to last year. Is that is that not true? Is there other great teams out there? I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, like you don't know about Virginia Tech because I mean, right. Virginia Tech's not historically a great softball program. But now they're the second highest ranked team left outside of OU. They're really good. Just the name Virginia Tech doesn't you know. There's not a whole lot of weight on that. OSU's a good team, man. They got to play Clemson. Clemson's a good yeah. team. Arkansas. Arkansas is playing really, really well right yep, now. They're hot. Got a chance to make it to the championship series. So, I don't know. I'd probably say no to that, but softball is so interesting because, I mean, look no further than last year's tournament, right? How tough was right. James Madison? James Madison is not some household name, but they had Odyssey Alexander, and they had a team that was really, really hot and playing well at the time. And though James Madison is not you know, some historic name when it comes to college softball, wouldn't we all agree that that was a pretty tough team to beat You know, a couple times late in the tournament? Yeah. So I, I think that the, the overall play is going to be just fine. It's not going to be some of the teams we thought, like Florida State and Alabama, but the overall product, it, it, it'll, it'll be good. It's still going to be very, very tough for OU to win it all. So you've, you're telling me that you feel like the field is going to be just as strong as it was last year? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right, that's – I wondered because, you know, there's some big-name pitchers, and pitching is, is really big. Uh, in, well, it's obviously, um, but softball – because those those pitchers can throw almost every game, some of those big names are out. Feel like it, it has the possibility of opening things up quite a bit. But yeah, there's yeah, there's, I, and I say that good. just because I think there's some teams that are going to surprise people. Like if you're just now paying attention, you're saying Virginia Tech, really? That can't be right. I'm telling you, they're really good. In in Arkansas, yeah. 
They were, what, the number four national seed? Arkansas is really good as well. Northwestern, they're not a household name. They're really good this year. So if you're just now starting to pay attention to college softball, there's some non-traditional names that you're going to watch them this weekend and the next, and you're going to say, dang. I mean, it's not Florida State or Alabama, but these this team can play. Well, we don't get the showdown we wanted. No ball versus Sandercock <laughs> in the uh... – Women's College World Series. I know. Unfortunate. I know. It's that was the biggest bummer about Florida State losing to Mississippi State last night. It really was a bummer. Man, she needs Alabama to she needs to be a tran- she needs to transfer to, to somewhere and be eligible for the WCWS. Can we can we all agree on that? Late season transfer? Yeah, just, yeah. just so we can have our laughs. Yeah. Well, uh it was a nice weekend for softball. There's no doubt about it. They were uh they're on a mission. Have you heard any more scuttlebutt about Jordy Ball? What's the latest? Well, um, I can I can play a Patty Gasso clip for you, but the scuttle, I guess there's like maybe a thought, maybe just maybe that she could come back this weekend for the Super Regional. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I um, that's good. At this point, I feel like they're only going to use her un- unless they totally have to. Um, but there's at least like a thought that it could happen, and that's a that's a very very good sign. Very good sign. That's good. That's good. Um, now it's it's nice that you could make it through a regional and not have to use her, and maybe even uh, extend that and give her a little bit more time to get the the pain down. Maybe some healing in there. Yeah. Feel a little more confident about what she's doing. Let's so, uh, let's hear from Patty stuff. real quick on it. So there's there's that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Our number one rolls on next here from FSBO Homes. You can check them out online, fsbohomes.com. They're going to help you sell your home. You can save up to 6% off of agent fees if you list it through FSBO Homes. It's new. You don't need the MLS anymore. Everyone finds their homes online. And they're going to take your product directly online that's where people are going to find it they're going to give you back in support as well attorneys going to walk you through the contract phase of things they're going to help you get it photographed and showcased really well fsbo homes does an excellent job helping you sell your home you can give them a call right here 405-594-7911 jeff will take care of you here at fsbohomes.com Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on this Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we are the rush brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico letter reminds you to live life anchors up. Read an article earlier today. It had, you know, coaches that are on the hot seat going into this year. But here's also a list of coaches that could maybe propel themselves into another job after this next season. And Matt Campbell was on the list. Um, Tell me what you think about this opening sentence. Matt Campbell is probably the head coach at USC right now if Oklahoma had hung on to beat Oklahoma State in the 2021 regular season finale. 
Who said that? Some writer on, I think it was 24-7 Sports. No, no it, was, it was The Athletic is who it was, sorry. Yeah, I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe that for a second either. That, that means it goes with the notion that the decision was made after the Oklahoma State game happened. I think we all know that the decision was made well before that. So, yeah, I don't agree with that either. Right. Yeah, that's – no, that's not – yeah. It, they just would have had to have delayed the announcement, which wouldn't have mattered because – they didn't sign a recruiting class hardly at all anyways. They just got a bunch of transfers from other schools. Oklahoma, one of them. So, no, I don't think that's the case at all. Here's the guy we really like. This is the guy that we want. This is the guy that we've worked out all the contract details with, and he's ready to announce it. We're ready to announce it on this day. Everything is set. We're ready to move forward. Oh, he's got to play in the Big 12 championship. I guess we'll just – Tear up the contract, throw everything in the fire, and start over with a guy that we don't want. Yeah, no, no, that's chance. not how it works. Now, I, I could be led to believe that USC strung Matt Campbell along a little bit, you know, to throw the, you know, not ever be put on the trail. That like who it sure. actually might be. I think that that is a real situation. But no, I if OU wins Bedlam, Lincoln Riley is still the head coach at USC, and Matt Campbell is still the head coach at Iowa State. I, I don't think yep. my mind can be changed on that one, but. They did mention him. They, they act like he's about to propel himself into a big-time job, and maybe he is. But they, mis- uh, they mentioned uh, Michigan and Nebraska. I think that he would definitely take the Michigan job if Jim Harbaugh were to leave after this offseason. That would be a no-brainer for him. Nebraska, though? You think he would leave Iowa State for Lincoln? Um, Depends on what the money looks like, I understand. But just as a job. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's hard to answer that question. It doesn't seem like it's that much of a. It's it's not a jump up. You're you're. It's really a downgrade from where he's worked, Iowa State up to now. Now I don't I don't know if he's going to be able to keep it going. We'll have to wait and see on that. But now stylistically, I think it makes more sense for him to go to a place like Nebraska than it does a place like Michigan. I, I, I feel like, I feel like Campbell at USC or at Michigan is like the Shaka smart to Texas in basketball. Totally. Right. Yep. Right. You, you have a system and it works and it resonates with players that are not as highly recruited. Once you get there and get to the players that are highly recruited, you have to change everything that you've always done to kind of accommodate that new style of player, and it just doesn't seem to work as good. They wouldn't even let him bend his bill the way he does on his hat on the sidelines. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, That's funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Jim Harbaugh's not leaving uh, Michigan, by the way. So. He tried to this off season. Um, at least it felt like he was trying to get that Vikings job or whatever job was open. I think it was the Vikings right. job. But they just gave him a big, a huge increase. He's not. I don't think he's going anywhere. I guess I could be wrong. You never know what might happen, but 
I don't know. I don't know where Matt Campbell's going to go. My guess is he missed his window. Yeah, me too. Uh, text line says the Matt Campbell thing is true. Reputable USC reporters were saying USC was going to hire a coach that Sunday because they felt they couldldn't wait. They also weren't sure if the mule shoot at LSU thing was real or not, so USC had Campbell as the solid backup plan. Well, I don't buy it. Um, I Maybe that's true, but I don't buy it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and now I'm, I'm sure that Lincoln Riley was probably playing the, the LSU side as well, but I don't know. It, it feels like, because of some of the stuff that I heard, that LSU was, was maybe never really an option. But the deal to USC had been done and been done for a long time. Right. Like so, LSU thought it was an option, but Lincoln's camp, right. they realistically knew, like, yeah, we're, I mean, this is like theatrics, whatever. We're not going to LSU. Yeah, no, I totally agree right. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do and, feel like you know, LSU at one point in time, they thought like it was, they, they thought it was happening. No, yeah, they did. Um, just like I'm sure uh, Matt Campbell thought that he was going to USC because USC had to have something out there that they were working on a head coach to, to not have it linked to Lincoln Riley, right? I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it was, it was already a done deal. There, there's plenty of, there's plenty of firsthand knowledge, not by me, but, the people that I know have the firsthand knowledge that know that the deal was done well in advance of whenever it was announced. Sure. Um, TBOW made sure it wasn't an option to beat the Pokes. <laughs> I love that. If, right. if Fickle ever left Cincinnati, would they go after Matt Campbell? Huh? Well, the Cincinnati job's probably, it's not probably, it's more attractive now than it ever has been. It is so, now, yeah. You know, if you were, you, I think you definitely leave Iowa State to go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a better gig. Yeah. I just, I don't know. You, you think Fickle, you think Fickle would ever leave? I don't think. I, I mean, Cincinnati, it's now, it's now a, it's gone from being a job that he has to really consider leaving if something better shows up to all of a sudden being that something better that he was waiting on where I feel there's a, a really good chance, especially when Oklahoma's gone, that Cincinnati can be one of the one of the top teams in the Big Twelve every year. I'm not saying that Cincinnati's the third best job in the Midwest, but I do think that he would only leave for two jobs, Ohio State and Notre Dame. He seems like he wants to stay in the Midwest, right? Um, Penn State's probably a better job than Cincinnati. But you gotta play Michigan. You gotta play Ohio State. You gotta play Michigan State every year. I mean that's a tough ask. Um, I mean, there's other good jobs in the Big Ten, but Cincinnati, man, just went to a college football playoff. Now you're going into the Big 12. He's getting paid a ton of money. The pressure's not as high there. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I see him staying at Cincinnati for a long time, unless something unexpected happens at Ohio State and Notre Dame, and I, I don't feel like that's going to happen for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, uh, Luke Fickle is, he's an Ohio guy. He played at Ohio State. Um, he coached at Ohio State for most of his coaching career. 
um, until he went to Cincinnati. So my guess is he's staying in Cincinnati, or if by chance the Ohio State job ever opened up, he'd go there. But other than that. Staying put. And I would too, I, man. I, I'd stay put if I was him. It's a good gig. I think he's – I don't know. He's paid well. He's not – He's not one of the highest paid uh, guys out there, but he's paid well. You know, he's making and about I'm five sure, million. Um, oh, he's five point yeah. two million a year is what it looks like. Wait, Fickle's annual salary will increase to five million a year. Okay, and his football salary pool is five point two million a year for his assistants. Okay, yeah. So they threw more money at him, and and whenever I'm sure they're telling him, I. Listen, as soon as we get to the Big 12 and we get a, sh- a bigger share, a bigger TV payday, because they, they don't make any money right now. It's hard to pay anyone anything. So I, I think as soon as they make that full adjustment to the Big 12, if he keeps winning, they're, they're going to snap him off with a really good contract to keep him. I agree. Um, I, let's hit this real quick. We don't want to have a lot of time. We know Venables was Josie's first call. Who else was on the list if it wasn't BV? I think Dan Landing, they probably called him. Luke Fickle, who we just talked about. Uh, Matt Rule, anyone else you want to throw on the list outside those three? Um, you think Campbell was on the list? I'm, I'm sure he got a call, but I'm going to guess that from the get-go – Josie was thinking what we were all thinking. Brent Venables is the guy here. I mean, you got to call around, you got to make other calls and interview. But it, I, I'm going to guess it was thought like, yeah, this is the obvious choice here. This is the home run hire. Well, I'm trying to remember. I can't. <laughs> I can't even remember. But I was told who all some of these interviews were, and I can't even remember who they were anymore. <laughs> it's only been what six months ago. Jeez. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next here from FSBO Homes. Short segment as we close up hour number one. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you uh, hour number one of the rush. Hey, no one's frigging out about the Ashton Cozart situation. I'm not necessarily surprised, but I'm pretty proud that no one's making this a big deal today. How about that? Because it's not a big deal. I I feel like maybe you're underselling things. Um, People probably are freaking out somewhere. If you are, text us 651-3439. That's it for hour number one. More from the rush coming up next.